Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast, where you learn about advanced wealth building strategies from real estate investing to creating massive ROI and secure retirement profits. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab a notepad, and lean in. Because Big Mike has got the mic, starting now. Welcome to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. This is the Big Mike, Mike Zlatnik. Today it is my distinct pleasure and a privilege to welcome Dr. Meryl Rowe. Hi, Meryl. Hey, Mike. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so, Meryl, just a couple of words about Meryl. Meryl is a dentist, and he lives in Denver, Colorado, and hangs out in um, other snowy locations. He loves to ski. So, right now, you are in Vail, Colorado. That's right. Um, I live in Denver. I, we really live in both places now. Um, I'm semi-retired, soon to be fully retired, as soon as we can work out all the details. So when I'm practicing, I live in Denver, and when I don't practice, I live in our house up in Vail. That's awesome. That's a great lifestyle. <laughs> it is. You could do what you love, and you, I know you love skiing, so that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great passion. Tell the audience a little bit about you. Uh, I know you have a family, uh, and your wife, MJ, and you got a couple of boys. Uh, just a couple of words about your family. Sure. Um, well, I moved to Colorado back in 1981. I'm originally from the Midwest, from the Detroit area. Uh, fell in love with things out here. Um, met my wife here. We actually got married on Vail Mountain. Um, we decided to start a family. I have two sons. One's 30, one's 27. Um, they both love the mountains too, although they're both far from here now. One's in Japan. Um, and actually he's guiding skiing and the other one's an engineer in Portland, Oregon. And I just have to give a shout out to my youngest son. He just passed his PE, which is professional engineering exam. So he's going to be able to go ahead and start his own firm in just a short while. Awesome. Uh, in the meantime, I established a practice in Denver, um, in 1984. And I have grown it, and I'm in the process of selling it off. I've sold part of it, and the other part of it should be sold sometime in the early spring, uh, leaving me to spend as much or as little time in the mountains or elsewhere as I choose. That's great. So you're becoming from, well, you're moving from, uh, so again, uh, kudos goes to, to, to your son in, in Portland who's, uh, who's got the uh, B passed. That's congratulations again. And. Uh, you have an awesome family, but my observation is that you're now becoming, while well, you're moving, and you've, you've, you've effectively moved, you, you've achieved, was it free for life within the Freedom Founders community, this is how we met, uh, meaning that you're financially free, so you moved, now you're moving from a professional dentist to a professional passive investor, is that an accurate observation? It sure is, we met um, a couple years ago um, through Freedom Founders, um, and it's run by David Phelps. Its uh, basic purpose is to help dentists get out of the necessity to practice dentistry um, by introducing them into passive investments in real estate. Uh, and it works really well. Um, I made the jump from um, being stuck not knowing what I was going to do um, and how I was going to retire to being fully confident about being able to retire in less than three years. It really took about two years to get to that point. 
So yeah. that is amazing. How did you how did you accomplish all this so fast? Well, I knew a little bit about real estate before, but most of my money was still in the stock market. And the thing about the stock market is that um, you're 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 stuck with as saddled, I guess would be the best word, with a lot of uncertainty. As a person going into retirement, you don't know how your investments are going to do. They might do great. They might tank the first year in your retirement. Um, and then what do you do? You're living a diminished lifestyle for the rest of your retirement. Um, learning through Freedom Founders uh, how to control the return on your investments through passive investment in real estate was a huge key. I saw that I actually had enough in uh, funds to retire if I could aim for a given predictable return and I knew that that was going to be coming in. So I had to start making the transition from a um, stock-based um, sort of wishy-washy um, projection to very solid projections that I can now make with my portfolio. Um, there are various avenues that you can invest in real estate. I had to learn about all these and um, there's a certain amount of mastery that you have to have. Uh, I'm not a master by any stretch of the imagination at this point, but um, the other thing that Freedom Founders did is it connected me with people like you, Mike, who are professionals in this field, um, who have a pedigree, and um, can provide pretty solid, predictable returns on my investments. That's a great summary. Uh, thinking a little bit about what you said, you converted your net worth to cash flowing assets. So you converted stocks with low predictability, high volatility into alternative, primarily real estate with a high predictability and um, sort of stabilized your portfolio so that you could have more or less reliable, predictable uh, income stream. So your, your net worth is not sitting somewhere locked in, in Google stock, for instance, uh, but instead is generating cash. And the yeah. cash is the king. Uh, ultimately, that's what you can spend and you can live on. Is that a good observation? Yeah, it's exactly it. Um, I can look at my portfolio and I have money flowing from these investments monthly. Um, well, it, monthly or quarterly, right into my uh, checking account. And so I know on the first of the month, on the 15th of the month, on the 25th of the month, I'm going to see certain amounts dropped into my account. And there's a fairly high predictability there. It's about 90%. So I know what I can spend. I know what I have to um, put away for taxes and uh, just management of all of this. And I can project out into the future what I'm going to have. You can't really do that with the stock market. It's all based on what, what do they have? Uh, the casino rules and uh, programs and all sorts of other various bizarre things that um, you can plug your numbers into. Uh, you know, they're all available online and I've plugged my numbers into a dozen of them and gotten a dozen different answers as to what I'll have in 20 years. It doesn't make you feel really good about the future. Right, 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 right. So it, may, it makes sense. I mean, with the stock market, if it goes up, your net worth goes up. Uh, the cash flow is pretty light. The, the, the dividend distributions or even on dividend paying stocks are pretty low. And as the, the, the stocks have appreciated, these price-to-earning ratios or, or um, 
the dividend distribution ratios have expanded. So you could have a hundred dollars stock only paying you two bucks per year in, um, in, in dividends. And that's why it's hard to live on that unless you sell some stock every year. So it, it makes a ton of sense to obviously go to alternative. So what kind of a rate of return have you seen in terms of, well, there's two, two rates of return, right? One is the total return and one is, is the cash flow. So what kind of cash flows have you seen and what kind of total returns uh, by converting from stock market to sort of real estate portfolio? Well, again, it varies just a little bit, but it's all in the mid 9% range, the total return. Um, I have a feeling about uh, any investment, and that is you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Um, there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of choices available to me. And currently my portfolio is returning at 9.62%. That's what it returned uh, for the last quarter ending uh, September. You know what's amazing? You actually know the number. So a lot of people oh. don't have a clue and that this is really important to know the number, what kind of return you're getting. So mm -hmm. it ain't better return. Uh, 9.62 is a pretty solid number. And, uh, you're not at the whims of the stock market. You're getting most of it is coming, I assume, in terms of cash. Well, it, it's cash that I could harvest if I chose to. At this point, I'm still working. So um, I really don't spend a lot of that. Um, I'm just preparing for retirement and looking at what I could harvest. In terms of cash flow, if I chose to, I could harvest up. The return would actually be in the high eights because some of this is unrealized gain. Um, some of it is just not immediately available because um, not all of my investments cash flow on a predictable basis. Um, Semi-predictable. You, you know that you're going to see the money sometime during the next 18 months. But um, for me, most importantly, it was based on my lifestyle and what I wish to do with my life after I get done with dentistry, was this going to provide me with the money that I wanted to go ahead and live my life the way I chose? And the answer is definitely yes, actually with quite a bit of margin, as it turns out. So um, I'm perfectly comfortable with some investments not paying off, say, on a predictable um, monthly or quarterly basis. Um, as long as I have sufficient cash flow from other investments, it's a matter of balancing out your portfolio. So again, I have a great appreciation what what you have done because a lot of people should learn from this. This is this is extremely simple and at the same time extremely brilliant. So from one, you're certainly still working, you're enjoying a little bit of active income, but you're preparing to go completely passive. So from that perspective, you are sort of, um, you're ready to turn off the working switch any day of the week if you feel like it, but because you're enjoying the work and you're still doing it and you may sell a practice at some point in the future, you don't have to, to do this, but that step, just getting yourself ready to take the cash flow when you need it is, is critical, step one. Step two, from what I heard, um, uh, your actual income is a little bit less than the total return, which is exactly what, it, what is expected. Some investments will have a growth element, not just income. So when you have mostly income, a little bit of growth, it's a whole lot better than a stock market, which is virtually all of it growth, if it happens, uh, and a little bit of income. So it's sort of a reverse of a traditional 
um, broad stock market portfolio. And then the other point that I heard from you, and again, I, I just wanted to stress out because it's the most important point, is that you, you're building diversified portfolio. So uh, you're not putting all your eggs in the same basket. Uh, you're spreading the risk around, and that helps reduce the risk because you never know. Just like stock market, some real estate deal could go bad. It can. It absolutely can. And, and uh, being diversified is, um, is critical. So any other thoughts on this? This is, this is absolutely great stuff. So a lot of people could, you could, could learn from this to, to move in this direction when they're getting ready to retire, in essence. Well, the big thing that I'd like to stress for anybody who is getting ready to retire is understand, A, what your basic needs are, B, what your wants are, put it all down on paper, because what you need to retire and what you would really like to retire are very often different things. Don't confuse your wants with your needs. And then decide, based on where you are, how long you're willing to work to grow things if your wants are if you can't really satisfy your wants with passive income and then the other big thing is do a trial run that's what i've finished doing at this point uh, you want to keep working and you want to manage your portfolio in such a way that you know that the money is going to be there when you retire. It's not on a wing and a prayer. It's not on a, well, you know, according to my calculations, this should work. Actually run it for, I, I've been running it now for about six months. Um, so that I know that um, when I actually drop my handpiece, which is what dentists do, it's kind of like a mic drop, um, that I don't have to worry about it. Um, I can sit here in my house in Vail today. I'm going to read a little. We actually are going to head back down to Denver. Or I could go out skiing and uh, my bills will just get paid automatically out of my checking account, which so many of us do these days. And the money will be there. And I don't really have to worry about that type of stuff. But that's what I really urge is that you guys, whoever does, wants to retire, put it down on paper, figure out the difference between your needs and your wants. If you've got enough money uh, in theory to satisfy your wants and you're done, um, then do a trial run before you actually quit just to make sure that your calculations are based in reality. Yeah, it's another great point. The needs and the wants, right? Uh, uh, an expression, hopefully uh, your, your, your wants are not too far away from your needs, uh, but you certainly should focus on your needs first. If you if you can cover uh, the bills and, and, and keep the things uh, at least um, uh, afloat, uh, you're sort of out of the rat race in a matter of speaking. And then if you add on top of that uh, more income to uh, satisfy your, your dreams, then you are genuinely sort of uh, uh, completely out of the rat race and you're in, you know, in a world of uh, complete freedom. Yeah. Mike, we all work very hard to try to get to the point in our lives where we can fulfill all of our dreams, our hopes, our wishes. Um, it's hard. Not everybody's going to make it, but a lot of people who should make it um, don't because of bad investment advice or just not understanding investments. Um, as healthcare professionals, we focus first off on healthcare, second off on running a business, and finally we've got to be administrators 
uh, of our own retirement funds. It's the only way to be successful and to actually make this all happen in the long run. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of knowledge to absorb that we don't get in school, uh, but it can be done. It's really not rocket science. There, you know, there's no calculus involved. Um, that's the best way to put it. It's all simple math. Um, and it's all a lot of common sense too, but it's all about learning from the right people about what really matters. And in the, in the end, it's, it's not all the fluff you see out there in, in the world. It's about a lot of very basic uh, common sense things and then creating a plan and following through. In real estate, it's so much easier than the market. I don't have to analyze every company's statements. It's very easy to look at a property and in you know, 45 minutes of research, determine whether it's good to look at a fund. It take, takes a little longer because there's a lot more reading involved, but there's nothing here that's super, super complicated that you have to do. You just have to do it. Thank you, Mer Meryl, for sharing that. The, 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 it comes down to getting organized. If, you, if you're not organized, you can't go anywhere. You, you got to have goals. You got to know where you are towards your goals and then how far well, further you have to go, as you said. Now, let's switch a little bit further and talk about the investments themselves. So let's just say organizational piece you took care of. Let's talk about investing. And you've invested with us in a Temp Opportunity Fund and a number of other funds and uh, assets. So can you talk a little bit about uh, and uh, again, I'll make this comment. So selection of the high quality funds and um, uh, deals has been sort of a blessing with being part of the Freedom Founders. Uh, that community has short uh, cut it, the, uh, what takes years of building relationship with quality sponsors and operators and fund managers. And there's a lot of garbage out there. I don't know if you've seen out there. I certainly see a lot of bad deals that circulate. Uh, the, the heavy loaded fees, the heavy loaded funds, the syndications that are just not uh, good risk adjusted return, and it's not easy to evaluate. So the first, I guess, question to you, uh, what's been your experience just investing in, in, in the uh, funds within the Freedom Founders community, our own fund? Just, you know, don't need to give me all the pleasantries, just whatever you feel the experience has been. Do you like funds? Do you like syndications? Do you prefer them more than investing in real estate directly? What are your thoughts? Well, first off, I am going to give you a pleasantry because I love your fund. You're very, you. um, very astute as an investor. You seem to have assembled a good team. You're very open and transparent with everything that you do. And I really appreciate that. Um, Thank you. I've been involved in investments in the past. I like a lot of healthcare professionals, doctors, uh, dentists. Um, I've gotten involved in situations where I was promised a lot and either nothing was delivered or very little was delivered. And in looking at, uh, and I call it our portfolio in Tempo Opportunity Fund, um, I know exactly what's going on. I know what the um, opportunities are. I also know what the pitfalls are. They, they occur. Uh, as far as uh, my diversification of investments, um, I'm kind of across the board. I've met a lot of people through Freedom Founders who I've established really healthy relationships with, um, who I know, like, and trust. Uh, and I've invested with them. 
Some of them run funds. Some of them do run syndications. Um, there are notes I've invested in. Uh, and then I have individual turnkey properties. And I've also written notes. Um, so I'm involved in all of those things. Um, what do I like the best? Well, that's not really an issue. Um, it's more about what do I feel is appropriate for me at any given point in time. Number one, uh, at this point, I am looking for, from a large portion of the portfolio, consistent cash flow. So that does rule out certain investments that might not provide that, but a lot of them do. The second thing is I do want to diversify amongst the people that I trust. I don't, again, want to put all my eggs in one basket because we're all human, we're all fallible, and nothing goes perfectly 100% of the time. Um, the law of gravity is probably the only thing I can think of that's totally consistent. You know, and this is still investing. So there's always a certain amount of risk. Um, I thought originally I was going to want to own a number of turnkeys. I actually do own a number of turnkeys, but I thought I was going to want to own even more. It's not really, in my estimation, the right time in the market cycle to be buying a lot of turnkeys. So there are other things that are available. And I've looked at them. I've looked at the projects that have been brought before me. And I've invested appropriate amounts for me in these various projects um, at various times. Now, as the world turns and the market uh, moves into a different cycle, I probably will move my mix of investments into other things. For instance, if housing prices drop, I'll try to pick up more houses. Um, if interest rates rise, um, I might choose to go a different way, th do things that aren't leveraged at all. Um, and instead be the bank again. Um, so there's, well, first off, you have to learn about this stuff. But secondly, what you do after you learn about it is you look at your situation, you look at the market and you look at your opportunities and you invest appropriately. So much wisdom in your words. I am just so happy that you, you came on the podcast because uh, uh, you um, sort of a shining example of a wise investor. All the points you mentioned, I just love it. So for one, uh, having investment objectives. You know, you using just your uh, common goals, you're looking for more cash flow, less growth, which in, in, in the methodology we've chatted about is a quadrant one deal, most likely maybe a little bit of quadrant three if you're looking to take a risk, but you're not probably not as focused on quadrant two and four. Those are the growth quadrants. So knowing your objectives helps you build a portfolio. It's, it's where you got to start is what you're trying to accomplish. So you build a house per the blueprint that you um, control rather than let's grab some investments and see how they fit in the house. So that makes a ton of sense. Uh, I, I, I really appreciate that wisdom because it is the right way to go and certainly need to adjust for the market conditions. Uh, if the interest rates go up, uh, for sure, at that point, being a lender uh, is a good play, obviously taking the right risk-adjusted return. It's another point you mentioned that uh, before investing in real estate, before getting involved with Freedom Founder Community, you as a healthcare professional made some of your own investments and 
the key point is many of them didn't pan out. They didn't come even close to what the projections were. And that's an important lesson. That, uh, that, and this is true even today, and even within the Freedom Founder community or any other uh, investment community, where uh, it, it, as you're evaluating a deal, and I do this as a fund manager, you've got to think about the risk of each specific deal. So if you have pro a pro proposed or, or projected return is, say, 15%, but your risk adjustment factor is high, 6%, then you really should be only projecting nine. And in your example, it probably was even worse. Some of these investments that promise high returns, their risk factor was so high that they didn't come even close. So this risk-adjusted return concept, I mean, I'm just translating your wisdom into the, some of the key terms so folks can um, relate. This risk-adjusted return is the key figure, not just the, 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 the promised land and not just the um, uh, you know, grabbing deals for the sake of deals. The other interesting point, and again, uh, on the turnkeys, I've come to the same conclusion. I, I, I kind of, kind of people mature through this. There's nothing wrong with turnkeys, but if you pick them up at the right time when the market was down at the right price, you you did well. But now market appears to be appreciated across many sub markets, and their RV rent to value ratio on these um, rentals and turnkeys have gotten. Not as good because the prices have moved up, the rents have not kept up, and today it doesn't look as attractive as it was before. It doesn't say anything about it being a bad investment. It just means that your chances of appreciation are are much lower. You pretty much get the cash flow. But the one thing that, that uh, I've seen with turnkeys, your promised land cash flow, your 10%, cash and cash never works out the way it's projected because of the repairs, repair reserves, and related activity. So you wind up always getting probably half, maybe two-thirds of what's promised in a best-case scenario. What's been your experience? Any other thoughts on this? Well, I've done a little better with my turnkeys than that. And again, it's being very, very specific about the actual property that I invest in. That would take another two hours to talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah let, let's just leave it at this. Not all uh, turnkey opportunities are great opportunities. And some are very good opportunities, and knowing which ones are good opportunities really helps. Now, even that being said, you have to understand that there's one huge variable in turnkeys that you don't have full control over, and that is the tenant that you put into the property. Um, tenant turnover, tenant uh, damage by tenants, and a whole bunch of other things, maintenance um, that tenants need to do are things that, okay, well, you can screen a tenant for a million things, and you can think that you've got the perfect tenant or you have a management company do it for you that's professional that screens dozens of tenants every month. Uh, but in the end, these are human beings who live lives that are unpredictable themselves, and things happen. Um, if you just buy two or three turnkeys, you may just do great, or you may have a whole series of disasters. It does tend to even out as you have more properties. But you have to understand that your return is usually not going to be what we call the pro forma return. That's the projected return. And there, there are a lot of elements that you can't put on paper that you have to take into account when you get turnkeys. That being said, 
a lot of my turnkeys are working out just great. Um, I have had to sell a couple because of things that happened. Um, one in particular, I couldn't have foreseen, nobody could have foreseen the issues that were involved. The other one, had I done a little bit more research and dug into it a little deeper, I probably would have never bought the property. Um, you know, the same thing can happen in funds too, but in a fund, again, you're diversified and not all of the properties are going to perform. Nothing ever goes exactly by the book, but your risk is spread out in a fund because you're in, you, you've got a piece of a lot of different projects. Very, very helpful. And the second thing about a fund is that, um, you're not going to get that call from the management company saying you got to make a decision here about what you have to do. You have managers um, that actually manage the fund. And so Mike with you, you got to make a decision. You're not going to be on the phone to me and all the other investors saying, mm, what do we do about this? You're going to handle it with your experience and your expertise. You're going to use your team. Yeah, Meryl, so amazing. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you, you've covered all the sort of all the main pros and cons of individual property investing versus a fund. And uh, I'm in agreement with you on every, everything you mentioned. It's 100%. When you put the money passively in the fund, you don't have to deal with tenants and toilets or any other uh, asset management issue. This is, this is part of the fund manager's um, experience, expertise, and their job to manage assets, you as an investor just get the passive returns. And that's essentially uh, makes your life a whole lot easier. With turnkeys, and I got a, enough of them, it, it, it's that interaction with the um, uh, property manager where I have apartments and buildings and then call with the super, somebody just flooded one of my apartments and wonderful news from, the, from upstairs and dealing with that, it's, it's all these little issues, not necessarily catastrophic or bad issues, just to consume uh, time, they consume energy, and, and whether you want to have them or not is your decision. Even if economically they work really well, certainly should be aware that um, it's not a 100% passive investment. It's mostly passive, but once in a while you'll have to deal with, with issues and interact with the manager and, and deal with the difficult tenants that, that leave you uh, <laughs> kind of a a rundown place which you got to fix up. So I, 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 back to the funds and, and syndications, if you pick the right fund managers and the right sponsors, your experience uh, should be uh, just a pleasure to work with. I mean, I just again, we, we keep ourselves to high standards, so we push ourselves to communicate well on quarterly basis, communicate well with, within the statements, within the updates, within the uh, timely manner uh, projections, but not perfect world. We do have uh, issues from time to time and within the fund, it is certainly, um, it's a portfolio management issue. And the more assets you have, the more work you have to uh, spend managing the portfolio. So this one comment I was going to make, as people thinking about diversification and building your own portfolio, you don't want to over diversify either. Uh, it is a great uh, thing to be diversified, but when you're over diversified, you got too many assets and then you have to spend extra time managing more assets. So fewer better things, uh, as long as they're high quality things, is a little bit better. So we're almost out of time. Uh, any other quick uh, funding, uh, any other parting thoughts? Um, I mean, you've been awesome. Your wisdom is just it's hard for me to find 
anyone better who's done such a great job making investments and learning from the experience and kind of li living the life of transitioning from professional life to passive investor life and uh, learning from the experience. Any other great thoughts, any recommendations, uh, any, anything else? Yeah, um, a couple things. First off, thank you. You've been a great mentor and a great friend, and I appreciate everything you've done for myself and MJ. The feeling is mutual. Um, yeah. Um, there are a lot of very well-meaning people out there in the world, but not all of them have the acumen to do what you've done, Mike. Because um, I've looked outside Freedom Founders at various funds, and yeah, it, it, we, I wanted to circle back to that. You hadn't you had talked about it. I didn't really talk about it. Um, when you start reading the prospectuses, when you start looking deeply into some of these funds, you find that eh, they probably are going to make a lot of money for the founders, for the principals, and that they're using your money. You have to be very careful about that. Um, and then there's the other thing is that some funds um, are more risk-oriented. Um, and what they say they're going to get is based on a lot of assumptions that may very well not come true. Um, so you gotta, you gotta look very carefully at that. Um, as far as diversification goes, everybody's got to find their own comfort level. Yeah. You don't want to have, um, 50 different things that you're trying to uh, manage because then you just bought yourself another job. Now, some people, they, there are friends that I have in Freedom Founders who are very much into being semi-active investors. Um, it depends on what you want out of life. Myself, I want to spend just a couple hours a week looking things over and handling things appropriately. And I want to go on and live my life um, as I choose. I have a lot of things that I put on hold while I was a dentist sacrifices that I made. We've all made that if we've climbed the ladder to success. Um, and now once we're there, we get a chance to do things. Uh, the things that they may just be sports, they may be charity projects, they may be groups that we're interested in founding. It doesn't matter. It's what you want to do with your life and you want that freedom and you don't want to be tied down to managing your money because all that is, is instead of in my case, working in the mouth, it's working on a spreadsheet or working on a computer or working on the phone. And I didn't want that. And so funds help a lot. Having management companies for turnkeys helps a lot. Having, having advisors, managers that know what they're doing and can just get back to you when they need to talk to you is really is about as valuable as anything that you can ever have. And I'm going to tell you what the biggest thing for me has been great. I don't have to look at two o'clock, that, that's Denver time, um, every afternoon at what the stock market did in a given day. Um, I go to sleep at night and I don't care if the stock market went up 400 points or went down 400 points. Um, I know that my returns are going to be relatively consistent and um, it just takes a load off my mind. It gives me peace of mind, and that's perhaps the most valuable thing that I have right now. That's the words of the wise man. Meryl, I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. Uh, I think the, the, the two main things I heard from you is that you bought yourself time by making uh, smart investments into the right 
passive instruments, the right funds and, and uh, syndications and some uh, turnkeys. And time is the most precious uh, commodity that you've bought. And um, you certainly have a much more predictable portfolio, which is the other key lesson. Again, buy yourself time and buy yourself a predictable portfolio. Those two things um, should hopefully enable you to sleep well at night and enjoy your life. And, and that's what it sounds like they, they've done for you. So I, I, I treasure your wisdom and, and I hope my listeners appreciate uh, what you've done and uh, any other parting, well, not parting thoughts, but somebody had a question. They wanted to reach out to you and say, hey, listen, you know, I'm also a dentist. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm successful at what I do, but I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know. Can I speak with you just to hear your thoughts on, on, on this? So is there a way to reach you? Is there an email? Uh, whatever you're comfortable giving, if you, what, whatever information you, you feel comfortable to reach out to you. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to talk to anybody. Um, people have lent me a hand to help me get to this point, and I want to pay it forward. So you can reach me at merrow8 at aol.com anytime. Just drop me an email, and I'm happy to respond to that. Um, if you would do me a favor and reference Big Mike in the email so I see what it's all about right away, because I get like all of you, hundreds of emails every day. And I got to sort through them. Uh, but um, I am really happy to help anybody who's stuck or who wants to know more. Meryl, thank you for giving and thank you for your openness to, 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 to share your wisdom and to help people. That's, that's greatly appreciated. I think we're out of time. Uh, thank you again for coming. I'd love to come you on a podcast again. I think your wisdom is just uh, beyond. <laughs> I was going to say beyond the years, but you're you're you're, you're young. You're young as and, and wise, as as they as they say. So, thank yeah. you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Big Mike Fun Podcast. To receive your copy of Mike's How to Choose a Smart Real Estate Fun Book, head to BigMikeFun.com or visit Amazon and type Mike Slotnick. Keep listening and keep investing Big Mike style. See you on the next episode.